It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. BYU has a new head coach for the women's cross country team. Diljeet Taylor was promoted after a very successful run as assistant coach of the team. Uh, she is also Sikh and BYU's first non-LDS, non-Latter-day Saint head coach. Uh, Mitch Harper is going to join us in just a second. From uh, KS- He's the KSL Insider uh, for KSL Sports. And uh, he's going to talk about uh, really uh, breaking of a longstanding uh, practice of hiring uh, churches who are, uh, excuse me, coaches who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and what Jill uh, Dill Jeep brings to the program. Uh, you remember as the uh, BYU women's cross-country team had just a historic run, uh, we have uh, just a little bit of sound of Dill Jeep Taylor. Uh, first, a little bit of uh, coaching in action. BYU! Run for first! All right, let's go. Hey, yes. let the head and heart do its thing. The body will follow. Uh, she's so good at that head part of the game. In fact, I, I know a lot of the runners – uh, after winning uh, the uh, NCAA, uh, talked about the fact that uh, Dilji Taylor emphasized over and over and over again the need to win the weight, uh, meaning that while a lot of other runners and teams were worried about whether the season would happen or whether or not there would be you know regionals in the, the NCAA championship, uh, she just kept hammering uh, that idea that uh, the head, the head and the heart, let that do its thing, and uh, the body will follow, and we have to win the weight. We have to prepare now. We can't wait until we know what's going to happen in the competition or if the competition will happen. We have to win the weight. Uh, also, uh, Coach Diljeet Taylor said that she's helping pave the way uh, for other female coaches. Uh, I want to play just a quick clip here from uh, uh, Mile Split uh, after the BYU women won the NCAA Cross Country National Championship back in March. I'd like to consider myself as a female coach. There aren't, you know, a ton of us in, in the profession. Um, so I, I want to do my part and my part is paving the way for that next generation of young female coaches that enter the profession to make it better for them. And, and we do that by working hard and doing great things to, um, to show that women can do this and they can do it at the highest level possible. All right, uh, joined now, very pleased to be joined now, first time on the program, Mitch Harper, BYU Insider for KSLSports.com. He's the host of the Cougar Tracks podcast and Cougar Sports Saturday. Uh, you can get that Saturday from 12 to 3 here on KSL News Radio. You can also follow uh, him at uh, Mitch, at Mitch underscore Harper. And uh, Mitch, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, happy to be on board with you, Boyd. So, wonderful. So, as uh, as you look at this new hire, of course, she has been part of the program there at BYU. What was your uh, initial take? Uh, how do you see this uh, playing out uh, with Coach Taylor? Yeah, it's it's a historic move for, for BYU to, to hire uh, Coach Diljeet Taylor because, uh, as you noted, Boyd, I mean, she's not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, and 
Uh, that's the first time from my knowledge, going back in the archives, that BYU's had a coach that wasn't a member of the church in their athletic department since 1999. So there's been a few uh, that BYU has had over over the course of their history, but they can be counted on one hand. Uh, so it's it's historic in that sense. And she's been part of the program since 2016 now, and they've produced upwards to 54 All-Americans in that cross-country and track and field program. So a lot of success there. So she had that uh, trust and that rapport with the program, and I think it's a, it's a smart move from all around. Yeah. Uh, as you pointed out uh, today, uh, she was uh, raised in California. She's of Indian descent, grew up in the Sikh religion. Uh, so again, uh, not unprecedented, but uh, definitely unique. Uh, how do you how do you see that uh, playing out moving forward? Does this open the way uh, for other sports, uh, for other coaching uh, opportunities uh, outside of, again, what has been the norm down at BYU? Yeah, well, I think the, the biggest thing, Boyd, is that, uh, you know, BYU went on record and stated that, you know, it's a it's a practice that they hire LDS coaches, but it's not a policy. And that was the first mm-hmm. time that I've ever seen BYU publicly issue some sort of statement stating that. Now, before BYU in the 90s had, you know, uh, when they were pursuing a basketball coach, they, they interviewed non-LDS candidates, but it was kind of more lip service, almost window dressing, if you will, will where the, no one ever felt that that was a possibility. I think now the fact that uh, BYU has made a lot of efforts in the last few years to uh, diversify their athletic department and, and get people from all walks of life into the athletic department, also the university. Uh, I think it could potentially open the doors for uh, more non-LDS coaches to be the, the head coaches at BYU. But I still think when it comes to the, the marquee programs such as football and men's basketball, I still think they're going to always lean towards pursuing LDS candidates. But I think now it's the door is open for interviews to actually take place. Yeah, and I thought one of the things that was interesting uh, that was in the press release, uh, Tom Homo, of course, uh, praised her for, for great accomplishments, what she's done both at BYU and other places. Uh, but I, I love this when he said uh, even more important than what she's done, uh, it's who she is. Uh, she's an incredible human being uh, with an incredible amount of character who has guided BYU student-athletes in important and meaningful ways. Uh, and I think that's really part of that message, as uh, as you mentioned, Mitch, uh, that I think more and more they can say, look, it, it's not just uh, what you've done, it's who you are. And I think Diljeet Taylor has proven that who you are can transform not into really helping athletes, but also produce some some big wins. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, BYU, the, the last five or so years, I, I've noticed BYU taking on a, uh, a more a, a focus of diversity and, and kind of being focused on more the, the women's athletic department as well. And I think a lot of that stems from some of the things when BYU was uh, pursuing conference realignment. They were trying to get into the Big 12 and there was outrage from the Big 12 saying, you know, BYU is... Uh, is one of the least, uh, you know, diversified schools around. So I think that that's something that's been at the top of Tom Homo's mind. And I think Dilji Taylor is as qualified as they come, and she's been fantastic for BYU. And and that that program with track and field and cross country, they're always in the mix as one of the top three or five programs in the country in those sports. So uh, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that again, that uh, the BYU values appeal to a lot of people that maybe aren't of the LDS faith. There's a lot of structure at BYU that can get there's a nice filter to get quality athletes into there. So there's a lot of qualities for both the coaches and the school as well. 
Yeah, fantastic. I just want to sneak in one other quick question for you, Mitch, before I let you go. Uh, obviously, Milwaukee Bucks uh, win the NBA title last night, uh, finishing off a really historic run there. And very interesting. Uh, what do you think this means in terms of small market teams? Obviously, Utah Jazz fall into that category. Uh, is this a game changer in terms of what can happen within the small market franchises? I definitely feel feel it is. I mean, why can't Donovan Mitchell here with the Utah Jazz look at this with the Milwaukee Bucks and say, hey, I can just stay with the Jazz and continue to build this thing and can continue. And I don't need to leave Salt Lake to go get a title. Uh, the fact that there was, you know, the Bucks get this championship, I think it's huge for, for, for the Jazz, for like the Portland Trailblazers who are going through a lot with Damian Lillard, a former Weber State Wildcat right now with potential trade demands. I think that, you can stay the course and you can win in these smaller markets as long as you can get things right in the NBA draft like we've seen with the Jazz over the years. It can The, the stars can align and you can be the top of the mountain in the NBA. So, yeah, I think it's a great thing for, for franchises like the Jazz going forward. Wonderful. Mitch Harper, great insight as always. Mitch Harper is the BYU insider for KSLsports.com, also the host of Cougar Tracks podcast and Cougar Sports Saturday. Again, you can catch that uh, Saturdays here on KSL News Radio from 12 to 3. Mitch, thanks for joining us today. Hey, no problem, boy. Take care. All right. We're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk strategy and tacticals. Strategy and tactics, how do they play into all things business, politics, and community? Coming up next on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.